0: Hello, and welcome back to The Tells Podcast. Hello, Andrew, Nimi. Hello. Welcome to The Tells Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on The Tells Podcast. I like the way you say it, though, better. The Tells Podcast. Podcast.
0: (laughs) I don't say it like that.
1: Podcast. Podcast.
0: Podcast.
1: Yeah, see, it sounds nicer when you say it.
0: Alright, we are back. Another Saturday, another closet date.
1: Yes, here we are in the ye old closet. Do you want to describe the room? Give people a visual.
0: It is extremely small, <laughs> extremely hot. And you're
1: supposed to say you're supposed to like talk it up. You're supposed to be like, it smells of rich oak mahogany something or other. <laughs> and it is. A nice peaceful eggshell white. (laughs) (laughs) The racks are lined with clothes we have gathered from around the world on our travels, (laughs) namely India, (laughs) various South American countries, and a coat that the science team on Antarctica (laughs) provided us with during our visit.
0: Wow. Okay, I made what all that life, up. What life are you living? I made
1: all that up, aside from the eggshell white thing.
0: <laughs> it's carpeted, got a lot of soft items, mm-hmm. and it makes a perfect space for podcasting. That's right.
1: Very little echo in here, which is key in your podcasting endeavors.
0: Okay. Uh, so, a couple of days ago, I said we are going to do the seven-day New York Times love challenge. What happened? Um, did you not agree enthusiastically?
1: Did I agree enthusiastically? Enthusiastically is a is a good adjective for that agreement.
0: What was it? Was it just like half-ass?
1: I don't exactly remember, but it seems somewhat unlikely that it was enthusiastic. But maybe.
0: I even clarified. I said, do you want to... It promises to increase increase your love quotient. No, it not that, Those are not the words. But it does Im- it does promise to improve the bond between
1: really, yeah, partners. Yeah, Which, and you were like, yeah, I, yeah, I remember I'm down to improve
0: the bond, right?
1: I do remember that. Mm-hmm.
0: And then what happened?
1: And then nothing happened.
0: So, it's a lie that you are dying. You are down. I think on day one,
1: we we like made out and stuff or something. (laughs) (laughs) And then maybe there was going to be like some scorekeeping or something that goes along with this thing.
0: Yeah, day one was keeping score. So, you were supposed (laughs) to remember and then talk about five things that I do on a continual basis that show love. So, if we're talking love languages, this is like acts of service. What are five acts of service that I do on a regular basis that okay. show you?
1: What if you don't get to five?
0: Then your your relationship is doomed.
1: And then that would mean that you really need to like do some work, or what would that mean?
0: No, but it's not just one day. Right. It says five things that I do.
1: But it says on a regular basis. So what if it's very irregular that you do things that?
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> yeah. What if like it's like a busy week or something, and there's like a lot going on or whatever whatever the reason is
0: okay but what things are you thinking about
1: anything like saying i love you or cooking dinner or whatever like what if it's just a slow week does that mean that like your language your things that you're tracking
0: well you're keeping score
1: yeah keeping score what if you have a very low score that week and would that mean that it's all very irregular and then the relationship is in a bad spot
0: well they said that healthy relationships have a five to one negative to positive like experience. Do you know what I mean? Healthy
1: relationships have a five to one negative to positive positive versus negative
0: negative experience, interaction. Okay. So I don't see like, unless you're fighting every single day.
1: Okay. You're thinking about it
0: as, I don't know, these grand gestures.
1: Okay, so it's a ratio of good stuff to bad stuff, and it, there's usually a lot more good stuff happening than, than bad stuff happening.
0: Well, if you have a healthy relationship, they say. so. Right. But what are those five things? So okay. now you're going to have to tell the listeners of the podcast what five things I do on a regular basis that make you feel loved.
1: Even though I didn't record them along the way? I just sort of have to think about it right now?
0: Correct. Okay. <laughs>
1: You make delicious dinners. You made a fantastic pad thai this past week with shrimps. You know I love shrimps. <laughs> and it, boy, was it good. One of your best things ever, actually. You do things that help our business endeavors, right? Why do you need my
0: affirmation? I'm, just, I'm making
1: sure that that either counts or you understand or some either. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's two. There's like some physical stuff. Okay. Yep. Let's see. What else do you do? You fold my laundry when you do the laundry, which is probably like on a three to one ratio, something like that, of you doing the laundry to me doing the laundry. Probably out of love because you could say you fold your own crap.
0: Which I probably should.
1: (laughs) You ask about my family and you message them without even like telling me. So that's definitely... I mean, I don't know if that's like you do it because you love me, but it's got to be some sort of explanation along those lines. How many are we at? That's like five, right? I think that's, is that five? Four or five. Okay. Okay. So what does this mean? What does this all mean? Well, we don't know the score though, or how often uh, or relative to how many times you hurt me.
0: How many times I heard you?
1: Well, what's the negative thing? What would be the (laughs) negative side of the ratio?
0: But that's the thing. You're not supposed to be keeping score of the negative. How does it work? My email is on love challenge day four, except we haven't even done day one.
1: (laughs) No, we got to slow down the challenge here.
0: The goal of this challenge is to identify at least five things your partner routinely does to show love. Talk with each other about how a kind gesture made you feel and what, and learn what nice things each other, each of you did that make the other particularly happy.
1: I could probably go on and on, too.
0: Mm, I'm listening. <laughs> Researchers have spent years studying videotapes of couples discussing com- conflict and happy stories. Laughter, smiling, touching, and compliment count as positive gestures. Eye-rolling, sneers, anger, defense- defensiveness count as negative acts. From mm-hmm. this work, a striking pattern has emerged. Successful couples show at least five times more positive interactions than negative ones.
1: Do you want to do the verb reverse? Things I do? No. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's not just a one-way thing, is it?
0: What are the things that you do that make me feel loved consistently? You. That's the question, right? Yeah. Wash the dishes. Mm -hmm. After dinner.
1: Yeah. What am I, your slave or what?
0: Which is wonderful because I don't (laughs) like washing dishes. And you...
1: Not just after dinner. There's always like a pile of dishes in the morning (laughs) too from the six hours that you've been awake.
0: I'm sorry, but that's because you are sleeping. And so in order (laughs) not to make noise, I don't do the dishes. Yeah, but
1: I kind of suspect they might pile up if I wasn't here for like a week. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Whatever. And you're very affectionate. Making sure to hug and kiss me, and like touch me as you're walking by.
1: That's right, I do. Very, that.
0: very physical.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not um, big into the personal space thing.
0: <laughs> because you're very like handsy. <laughs> Sounds very creep. like a creep. creep. <laughs> People are gonna want to keep a distance from me out there. So what do how many do I have? Two. Two,
1: granted, like the the handsy thing, it like comes up pretty frequently. So I mean, I feel like that should be that it's should just like a count constant. every. It's like constant throughout the day.
0: I guess you listen when it's important. After I like yell at you <laughs> to guess, say this is important. I guess you listen when it's important.
1: Try, <laughs> <laughs> I guess.
0: Um, what else do you do?
1: I call the family meetings. Really. Yes.
0: Recently. Sure. Okay. But... What else? You send me cat videos. <laughs> you're just like, my joy should be your joy. My joy should be everybody's that's joy. That's because I
1: care about your, uh, your, I want you to just have, yeah, I want you to have some joy.
0: I know. That's what I mean. It's very sweet. Because okay. you're like, my joy should be your joy. Everybody's joy. See this cat doing this thing, this <laughs> tweet. <laughs>
1: Uh Uh-huh, that's good times right there.
0: And you do make me eggs occasionally, some (laughs) good eggs that you make for breakfast, especially Mm -hmm. for breakfast. Um, All right, we
1: made it through. That wasn't so terrible.
0: Day one. Okay, day two, we'll see. Maybe we'll make it through to day two. We'll give you an update on how we do on the love challenge. Mm -hmm. But if you, I think it's supposed to be seven consecutive days, but um, as you can see, we have not made it that far yet so we'll
1: we'll start today today will be day one or i mean yesterday or whatever so we're on to day two now
0: no this is day one we actually did it because you're supposed Uh, to do it and talk about it tomorrow is
1: day two what's what's day two
0: okay day two is lending a hand
1: and so remind me what the point of this whole thing is because day i just saw day one is called keeping score which is generally not a great thing to do in a relationship So what is?
0: But this is keeping positive score because usually you might be just predisposed to remembering all the things that annoy you about your loved one. Yeah. Because those are just so much easier. The emotion is so high and you take the good things for granted. It's like
1: when you uh, lose with pocket aces and you say, I always lose with pocket aces. I don't even want them, which happens a lot. You hear people say that sort of thing a lot.
0: They don't even want the pocket aces, even though that's rubbish, because what is it? Like statistically, those are going to be the best hand. Exactly.
1: So they got burned and their mind just remembers the bad times and the bad stuff rather than all the times that they want a bunch of money. Exactly. So this is the version of pocket aces getting burned and people complaining about it.
0: We should do a seven day poker Love challenge.
1: (laughs) Okay. It's not a bad idea.
0: Because that way you can say, you know, what are the seven things that I actually love about poker? Why am I still even here? Mm -hmm. Especially if you're going through a downswing. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can do that with everything in your life.
1: Yeah. Or even like remembering all the good variants that you had and making sure to keep score of that Mm -hmm. and uh, just not focusing on so much on all the uh, only the bad stuff and texting your friends about those things.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, seven-day love poker challenge coming up.
1: So day two is what?
0: Day two is lending a hand. Today, find as many opportunities as you can to hold hands. Sitting at the breakfast table, heading out the door, watching TV, then spend a few minutes together talking about something in your life that is causing you stress and anxiety. Maybe it's a problem at work, an issue with a kid, or a financial worry. Whatever it is, hold your partner's hand while you are talking about it.
1: So like, are you supposed to like regularly do this or is this sort of like a a way to like change your thought process about life and relationships?
0: I think you're supposed to regularly do it, no?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It seems like maybe a little forced but I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing.
0: But that's how any habit change happens, right? First with will. Yeah. Like you have to, and then once it is a part of you and you have a neural pathway that says, this is what we do, then Mm -hmm. you don't have to make the effort. Yeah. But I... uh you don't have a hand-holding problem. So no, definitely not. You'll be not. fine.
1: No, I'll hold anything of yours that you want me to hold. <laughs>
0: Baby. What?
1: <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. You're talking about the, the will of changing patterns and stuff. Mm. It's taking a lot of my willpower these days to change some patterns.
0: <laughs> An update on the diet. Mm-hmm. Please share. What, what are you struggling with the most? In case you haven't listened to last week's episode, of the TALS podcast. Andrew has embarked on a four month to 40 ab challenge. Yes, he we, we invented to, this. He plans to have abs by the time he's 40, which is coming up on January 4th. Send the gifts and- <laughs> <laughs> gifts. No, okay. please don't send gifts. Sure. We don't have any No, room. I love gifts. <laughs> we don't have any room.
1: I've told them I'm a great receiver of gifts.
0: <laughs> so with that, Andrew's had to change his diet Always yes. working on changing his diet, yes. which means less IPAs, less chips, candy, Doritos. less salt and vinegar chips, less, less Doritos. chips. Mm. So what has been the most challenging part in this week?
1: Mm, pretty much the whole thing.
0: But I think you've done so well. I have
1: done. I have done so well. Yes. So far. So far. So good. Like, We're only like a week into it, though. Okay. But yeah, so I'm using this uh, this app, you know, to count calories. It's very as lame and boring and blah as it sounds.
0: Okay, let's just <laughs> take a step back, Okay, right? The reason that you're counting calories is in an effort to understand the macronutrients that you require in order to change your body, well, right? Well,
1: it's, it's two parts.
0: Right, so the <laughs> idea is to understand the macros that you are consuming, not just to count calories.
1: Macros meaning...
0: Macronutrients, yes, so like protein, what? carbs, and fat. fat yes, Okay. because
1: not everyone knows what macronutrients
0: are. So then in these three, you're trying to understand what your body needs, which takes time. You're not going to do it in a week, mm-hmm. as well as then going, my body needs X amount. I'm working out X amount. Right. And in order to, quote unquote, lose weight, I need to... Be deficient, calorically cal- yes. deficient.
1: That means in calories.
0: <laughs> okay. But then still getting a good amount of protein and fat and carbs so yep. that you don't get tired. Because if you don't eat carbs, you will be tired and yes. your life is going to suck. Yes. And if you don't have enough protein, then you can't build muscle and fat. Yes. But not only lubricates, but is the most
1: yeah, but, filling. So the thing is that, like, Yeah, you say those things, but then you could go on a website and it'll say something completely different. Or you could talk to somebody else and then they'll say something completely different about like what you need, your body needs. And it doesn't really matter until you figure out what your own personal body needs, I think. Exactly. So it's all very confusing and dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely helpful to use the app. If you have some goals that you want to try and achieve or change something, use one of these apps that allows you to track all the food and it's pretty helpful because you type in a a food item or just scan the barcode which is pretty amazing and it'll give you all these different macronutrient numbers and that's fairly amazing to be able to do all that stuff that's you know pretty new recent revelation that you can do all those things
0: how much time are you dedicating to tracking your not really
1: that much time the first couple of days, first few days, you have like a bunch of stuff that you've eaten and those you can favorite all these different foods. So that's like saved right there and you just tap it and it's back in the in your food diary for the day. So it's pretty simple, but uh, there's definitely been like some hungry moments along the way where I could have just gotten some chips or something, <laughs> ordered a huge plate of Chinese food at the uh, the win last night or, you know, what have you.
0: I'm not sure if you're supposed to be hungry, even though you- No, you're
1: supposed to starve yourself. That's the whole point of this. <laughs>
0: Do not listen to anything (laughs) that Andrew says. (laughs) I don't think so. But, I mean, I I haven't had to do, like, a huge body transformation. I've only ever worked out for, like, my mental health, right? Sure, I'd want to have abs, too. But how high it is on my priority of things to do, Mm -hmm. not very high. So, I've never had, like, oh, I need to, I want to change my body composition. So, my understanding of this stuff is limited in that way but i also think that growing up as a girl and having to you know you see all the diets and the magazines and stuff like that counting calories just never worked right like i'd always put on extra weight so now you have an extra like
1: maybe you're not very good at counting
0: wow (laughs) just wow yeah i'm doing my best to stay out of your way and just like let you figure it out because because I haven't had to or had a desire to massively transform my body Uh then I know you don't even like take anything I say into account even though I still believe wholeheartedly that you have to eat yeah fat like you need fat yes you need a lot of fat that's fine and you need carbs yeah and I
1: I agree I'm like joking that you're supposed to starve yourself I don't I also think you're not supposed to be like battling through hunger I think you're supposed to be able to like pace your meals and eat the right things appropriately throughout the day so where you're not in that spot problem is last night I was trying to you know go to a bar uh to film some things for the vlog and you know I've already eaten so much food so far in the day and you know I gotta be careful and not go over the number of calories (laughs) and I'm planning on getting one of them craft IPAs at the bar because I don't want to just go there and film in the bar and not order anything. So I had to, you know, be careful and not eat too much, even though I was, could have easily had, like I said, like a plate of noodles. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. What's but the point it's long
0: term. It's just like poker. It's just like everything else. If you have 2,000 calories one day and the next couple of days you have mm. 1,200 calories or 1,500 calories, that all balances out. You don't go from 2000 calories yeah. to 500 calories the next yeah, day. Yeah, but I
1: don't want to like get I'm trying to like create a routine here. I'm not I don't want to like uh I don't want to have like a day of like 3000 calories and then be like, well, I'm still okay. I'm on track overall. I can probably have another 3000 calorie day. So, I'm trying to like I'm trying to grind here.
0: Okay. We'll get an expert on the health podcast who can help us with. This. I don't think You don't want. You I don't, don't think
1: there's any such thing.
0: Okay, well, there you go. We'll see. Four months to abs. Um, <clears throat> we should have a picture of you before. Have no, you taken a before, before picture? I'm
1: sure there's like a shirtless photo of me out there somewhere that we have. Not out there somewhere, but. <laughs>
0: On the internet? <laughs> yeah.
1: In my vlogs, I'm just, there's got to be a nude shot of me somewhere.
0: You should take a photo. Because how else do you see the change?
1: I don't need to see the, I'll know. I'll know when I know.
0: Because you live in your body, I think it's so much harder to see the change in your own body.
1: Yeah, I get Than it that. is
0: to when you see it in a photo or something like that.
1: Yeah, I know that. Uh, I know that when you see some results, it's motivation to like keep going and you're on the right track and those things. Yeah, I don't know, whatever.
0: I just would like to find a trainer on the internet who's not trying to tr- grow my ass. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, every training program that I've seen is like, grow a booty. I'm like, I have a booty. Thank it's, you very much.
1: It's it's kind of like uh, worrisome that I'm now old enough to have gone through such like a drastic uh, change in what people find attractive over those numbers of years. I mean, granted, we, we had like Sir Mix-a-Lot, uh, I like Big Butts, I cannot lie, that song, whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. So... It must've been a thing, you know, for some people, but now it's like white chicks are trying to do this too. Right. And you know, when you see like the paintings in like 17th century and it's all like the the plumpy girls, you know, mm-hmm. those are like the attractive, like the, the sexy paintings or whatever. Right. So <laughs> not that this is the, not that this is the same, but it's like sort of, you know, you see a, a cultural shift in what people are finding attractive mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm like 300, three, 300 years old now. <laughs>
0: cuz butts are attractive now?
1: Because yeah. Cuz you say I didn't even realize it was a thing until you told me.
0: You didn't realize butts were a thing?
1: N- not that like people were trying to grow them, no.
0: Not only are they trying to grow them, getting
1: them implanted.
0: Yes, buying and it's them. a very dangerous dangerous business. I this... guess
1: I had seen that, but I thought maybe those people were just had like some sort of a problem.
0: No. I and I don't know what it, I mean, I don't know what it is. I really don't understand. So for the first time in Andrew's adult life, he went into a Costco.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And as we walked into a Costco, <laughs> there was a lady with th- the most amazing rear I've ever seen. Like, the most
1: amazing fake rear that you've ever seen? It was
0: so big. Her waist was so tiny. And I don't know, man. Yeah. But yes, that is not what I'm after. So
1: But well, we can't judge either. We have to be careful not to judge.
0: No, I'm not judging. I'm right. just saying that's not what I want. So like when you look online to like go, Oh, what you know, I want to get stronger or I want to try a different workout technique. And it's just like, grow a booty, grow a booty, grow a booty, grow a booty. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to grow a booty. Can we do anything else? There's no ab challenge. Because before, there was an ab, there was abs, remember? So
1: I'm I'm late to the game? I need to grow a booty?
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you need to do some squats. Okay. Because remember, like, um, abs were a thing, right? Because it was yeah. Brad Pitt and them, 2000s, early 90s, 2000s.
1: That's what I'm going for here.
0: You're going for that. <laughs>
1: Brad Pitt and Fight Club, that's like a thats a thing.
0: That body is pretty hot.
1: <laughs> pretty damn near impossible if you ever want to have half a cup of beer, it seems like. Yeah,
0: but the actors do it for, you know, three to six months and they train that's right. really heavy. Brad Pitt doesn't look like that today, does he? No. What is it, Tyler? Tyler? What is his character? Tyler Durden. Ky- Tyler Durden. Anyway. Anyway. Good luck. Thanks. We're rooting for you. We are going to support you. Except yeah. Jean Francois said that my goal is to get Andrew four beers before forty minutes have elapsed at the September three mugs. Abs be gone. See you next week. So you have to fight against the.
1: I, I do like how Jean Francois is fully embracing the uh, the meetup game uh, vibe <laughs> like that. This is this is a man who had never played a session of live poker in his life.
0: And now is embracing the meetup game, so right? uh,
1: Yeah. He's, he's got it all uh, figured out, but um, probably won't have those four beers. But I do uh, um, give in to uh, peer pressure sometimes, especially at these meetup games when I feel like I'm hosting and stuff. But I feel like you can have a cheat day and it's fine.
0: So you're going to have 10,000 calories on Tuesday?
1: No, nah, I'll try and be good. I'll try and be as good as I can. Um, How
0: are you going to do that?
1: Well, I've definitely gotten better at these meetup games as far as like not overindulging. So. Sure.
0: But now that you have a diet,
1: um I should be able to plan some sort of food situation ahead of time, so do that, and then I don't know about the beers there's gonna be we're gonna be over our macronutrients in terms of carbs on that day. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> but that's okay. life goes on. It's tough though when you're like at a at a poker room and you know the menus, the places that you're ordering from it's all these restaurants and stuff, and you don't know what's these macronutrients are in each, everything you order, it's always like covered in sauce and stuff and right. who knows. But I got the barbecue chicken salad last night from the Wynn Poker Room mm-hmm. and got the, it comes with, you know, the the chicken is barbecued and there's the salad dressing, but they brought me both of those on the side. So good job, Win, and then a salad.
0: Okay, but barbecue chicken meaning dressed in barbecue sauce? Mm-hmm. See, in South Africa, barbecue chicken meant like... It was on the barbecue? N- f- yes, but it's also like a spice, you know, it's a oh. combination of spices. Yeah. It's not like...
1: It could mean that like down in various parts of the country, like in Texas. That's like mean, dry
0: barbecue, right? Dry yeah, rub? Dry rub. I'm sure that's possibly doesn't, potentially uh, less...
1: Doesn't that phrase sound like the like the worst uh, like sexual uh, interaction there is? No, the, the dry rub. <laughs> no.
0: no, just you. Okay, just you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, podcast is going weird. Um, where you said there was an argument that happened at the poker room. Oh yeah, what there
1: happened? was a. We needed a we needed a floor person to make a a decision last night, and kind of went on and on for like at least five minutes.
0: Why can't the dealer make the decision?
1: Cause it's not the dealer's job, even though a lot of them very well could, mm. um, the dealer's job is to run the game and there's always going to be, you know, this is like you get nine humans around a table, like playing competitively. It's like in tennis, th- there's lines, people, you know, they're calling it in or out. And then there's the umpire who's kind of like running the game, running the show. Okay. Even though that might not exactly translate, but, uh, So, you know, you get nine humans in a social competitive situation, uh, things are going to happen and the dealer is trained to do certain things and the floor person is trained to do certain things.
0: So is it not that they maybe don't want the dealer to be partial to one person or the other? That very well could be. They think that that might and then ruin the morale of the game
1: there's already like enough people that blame the dealer for you know getting dealt bad cards be (laughs) really bad if the dealer was like making judgment calls and decisions and stuff
0: so the floor just comes makes a decision and then disappears yep and they have the final say you can't you
1: can get like a second opinion get like a higher ruling or whatever That, that that happens more in tournaments there's like you know the immediate floor person then there's like that guy's boss and then the the highest guy because there was a there was an interaction at the world series of poker main event this year when it was like the final two tables where they had to call jack ethel and it for some reason it took him like 15 minutes to get over to the table no one really knew where he was but uh you know there He's was probably
0: eating a barbecue chicken salad <laughs> maybe
1: he was maybe he was counting his uh love ratio with his, <laughs> with his partner <laughs> um, but whatever anyway so that one got you know escalated to the the highest ruling which is the tournament director uh, in cash games there the floor person might be there and then maybe you could ask for like another floors opinion or I don't know if the poker room manager is necessarily there all the time
0: okay so what was the dispute about
1: so there's a fellow who was in the game we get all the way down to the river and you know pot has been brewing And there's a fellow in the game who is in a wheelchair. He's a smaller guy. And he's got, uh, you know, he communicates generally, generally well, but he's got maybe a little bit softer of a voice. And he said all in and tossed in $150, like one black chip and two green chips. The opponent in the hand had about $240 or something like that. On the river and he called thinking that the guy who went all in only bet the 150 dollars because he like he tossed the the black chip and the two green chips over the betting line and he said all in but the problem is the dealer didn't hear him so sometimes or usually pretty much all the time the dealer will repeat the the phrase all in and Mm -hmm. use one of those all in buttons Mm -hmm. and toss it in front of the person who went all in uh it happened so quickly and he said it softly that like very quickly after he, you know, dropped the the three chips over the line, um, the other player called, you know, he tossed one chip in signifying a call. The player who went all in didn't realize that he wasn't heard or whatever. And he just, you know, he turned over his cards, which was the nuts. And the other player was like, "Ah, OK, whatever, mucked his hand. Um, I had heard him. I was sitting right next to him. And I said, did you say all in or did you just bet that, that $150? And he said, no, I s- he said, no, I went all in. And the dealer said, oh, you went all in? And he said, yeah, I went all in. She's like, oh, I didn't hear you. I said, I heard him. And she's like, okay. Um, and then it turns out the player on the other side of him had heard him and another player who was next to the dealer actually heard him as well. So three of us had heard him say all in, which is something that they'll ask some- sometimes is whether anyone else heard him say all in. Because- so
0: you started this.
1: Well, it's up to the players. It's sort of like your responsibility to acknowledge what happened and what you saw happen if need be to sort of, you know, sort out the scene. Um, Because otherwise, if nobody else heard him, then he could just say, no, I said all in after the guy had mucked his, you know, mucked his cards. And then he would be allowed to angle because he would just be saying, I went all in after he realized he had the winning hand. But if three others on the table uh, corroborate his story, then... You know, it's not him angling, obviously.
0: So what would the difference so, have been if the guy had heard all in? Or the dealer had heard all in? Because the guy still mocked.
1: He's saying he might not have called if...
0: It was all in?
1: Yeah, which is why it's total... It's it's basically shitty on his part because he's saying he might not have called for the additional, you know, 50, 70, $70 or whatever it oh, was. Oh,
0: come on.
1: And... Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of shady to do that because he called so quickly for the $150 that the additional $70 is such a small difference to the size of the pot at this point on the river. And the, the player who went all in asked him if he was going to call or fold for, you know, for the $70. And he's like, maybe. He's just trying to angle his way out of paying that last $70. Granted, the dealer does make a little bit of a mistake there, but dealer mistakes are 100% going to happen, you know, occasionally. There's no way that a dealer will never make mistakes. So there's this new there's this new rule in poker that I believe is going to come into effect where the dealer will always announce what the bet size is. Right now, sometimes in cash games, the dealer won't announce the bet size until the player asks how much it is. So I think the dealer should always announce what it is. And it would be helpful in this instance because the dealer would immediately say, bet $150. And then the player who bet it would have been like, no, I went all in. This is a live poker thing where there's like a person who argues their case. You know, it's like a tribunal or it's like a, a court case here where the floor person comes over and has to listen to various <laughs> arguments. What happened from your point of view? And then the other players at the table start chiming in like witnesses.
0: <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you were the first person to ask, did you go all in? So you started the argument and then you backed out. Because
1: I knew what happened, though. Like I was aware.
0: I'm trying to understand what happens. There's the guy who goes all in. Yep. Right, and then there's the other guy. Is he refusing to pay up? But I can see how I wouldn't want to add my seventy dollars in that case too, because I didn't hear that you went all in. I mean, sure, it's a hundred seventy bucks, whatever. But
1: yeah, the thing is that it's you have to sort of be like paying attention in poker. And I don't think he was originally like shooting an angle to begin with. I can understand why he thought it was $150 because he, he dropped 150 put, and yeah. he didn't hear him. He, he legit didn't hear him.
0: Right. So why didn't he put all the money in? So if the other player had 220 like two, two 20, sure. why didn't he put 220 in? Why would you go 150 versus putting in 220 is what I'm trying to understand. It in, was just in his Paul- hand. So you don't have to put in the whole amount that you're going all in on?
1: No, you can verbalize.
0: Oh, See, that's confusing. Yeah. If you're not paying attention. What if you have
1: a stack of like like $1,500? You have to slide your entire $1,500 stack into the middle?
0: That's how I've always seen it on TV.
1: There's verbalizations like call, raise, fold. Everything is, you know, there's you don't need to physically do anything. Like verbal play counts for something. And so the floor comes over and... She did a really good job because she literally said, no matter what I do here, someone's going to be unhappy because, you know, he, she has to decide one person is going to end up with less money than, than they want to have in the result. So, I mean, it didn't get like too heated. There's another guy at the table who was trying to like help, uh, explain why it's on the callers, uh, part to like be paying attention or to ask like how much the bet was or all these different things mm-hmm. and even though the dealer also made a mistake by either not hearing or not acting on the bet size or announcing the bet or or whatever there's never going to be a situation where dealers aren't going to be making some sort of mistake along the way because sure. they're human and this is just things that are going to happen in the poker game at the end of the day it's sort of on the caller to be aware of uh of what's being wagered and what's happening and stuff, even though the dealer made a mistake.
0: Right. But I think that would help, right? So because if the dealer had said bet 150, then the Mm -hmm. guy who bet 150 or called all in could have clarified that, actually, I'm going all in. Right. And then that would have probably...
1: The guy who who bet all in could have said, yeah, actually, I went all in, not 150.
0: Right. So then clarified for the other guy to know what he was getting himself into exactly but it's for 70 dollars. come on people come on
1: yeah there's this funny thing that happens at the poker table sometimes where i'm sure that 70 dollars means nothing to this guy he didn't look like he was struggling uh usually that's you know the case at the win the clientele that plays there
0: you don't know that for sure
1: no but i'm saying in general and just you know my read on this on the on the person but there's this funny thing that happens where People take the competitive side of poker into like the competitive side of like trying to like argue for essentially winning money that is something that doesn't have to do with the game.
0: I think poker is so storytelling driven because there's there's all these hands and there's all these different opportunities of what could transpire. So if you have even the most remotely interesting thing, people want to get the outcome that they will feel the best telling their friends about yeah. tomorrow. Because it'd be like, and then the floor came over, and then you know what I said, and then I said this, <laughs> and then I got my, s- you won't say $70, maybe they'll even embellish be like it was a... $300 behind and he wanted my $300? <laughs> you never know. but
1: Right. Anyway, the floor person made the correct ruling in the end. He had to pay the full amount and uh, as she knew, he was not a happy camper about that.
0: Did he storm off?
1: Uh, he wanted the floor person's name and the dealer's name. <laughs> I don't know what he was going to do with their names. <laughs> he was going to go to the papers, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. was $70? She made the right ruling in the end. This a
0: question a I don't think I've ever asked is what is the max buy-in for like a two-five game?
1: The win is fifteen hundred.
0: Okay. What is the minimum buy-in?
1: It's either two or three hundred.
0: Okay, so if you sit down with three hundred and you fall below three hundred, you don't get asked to leave. No. We were talking about this the other day, right? Like being underrolled, under bankrolled. Is that okay. the word? Sure. If you are trying to buy a stock, for mm. example. If you don't have the minimum margin available, you cannot play, you cannot buy the stock. <laughs> Say you had $50,000 in your trading account or your stock investing account, mm-hmm. and then you need you wanted to buy Tesla and then you bought something else. You bought GE for whatever reason. <laughs> and then now your account falls below the $50,000 that you need to buy Tesla. Okay. You can't buy Tesla in that account, but sure. in poker, if you lost three hands and now you have two hundred dollars. Yeah. You're sitting there under rolled, under bankrolled, <laughs> but you can still play. Does that not affect the way you play? And would that not lead to making decisions that are in more desperation to not go broke and not like an actual clear level headed decision?
1: It depends on the person, I guess. Some people might play differently based on recent losses or desperation of a small stack.
0: So do you think that people should be asked to leave? They'd be like, sir, <laughs> sir <laughs> you, you've fallen below the daily maintenance required <laughs> to sit at this table. Um, Because isn't that just asking for somebody to sort of gamble, hoping to turn the next hand into like a double up and then be able to stay longer?
1: I don't think they really care about that.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm saying that the dealer's job now, they should add an extra requirement to the ever increasing requirements of dealers <laughs> responsibilities to say, Sir, ma'am, you've fallen below the daily maintenance of your poker stash. You daily to,
1: maintenance. You need
0: to Yeah, that's what it's called. Okay. You need to you need to um leave. <laughs> you need to go replenish your bankroll and then come back.
1: I don't know how like really you know player friendly that would be you know like constantly telling them that they need to top (laughs) up their stack because they're ten (laughs) dollars under um that might be a lot to keep track of and uh, they should be allowed to build up their stack in whatever manner they uh they see fit since they originally bought into the game and their chips have been distributed to other players they should be able to try and win it back
0: as you were telling the story one of my questions was, okay, so you wouldn't have put in that $70, the guy said, right? Right. What were you going to do with that $70? You're going to nurse the $70 and hope some people, for like aces? Some people do.
1: Yeah, some people do. And some, you know, some people run it back up, but yeah, some people just kind of sit on it out of spite.
0: <laughs> How do you think that would change the poker game if you? had to have or maintain a minimum like the minimum buy-in yeah, to be, be set at the da- at the table.
1: If it was somehow like logistically possible, I think it'd be good. I'd prefer to not have short stacks in the games and Why not? I feel like I have an advantage over deeper playing versus people that, you know, I'm happy to play deep stacked and they might make bigger mistakes and stuff. So I want them to make bigger mistakes, of course. And I want to be able to put them in tough spots where I can I can bluff in certain spots and it's going to cost them more money mm. to make a call.
0: Versus just like short last Short gamble. stacks, you
1: just have to play showdown poker and best hand, have to show down a good hand. So I'd be all for your... Uh,
0: minimum maintenance.
1: Minimum daily maintenance, as you call it.
0: <laughs> I didn't make that up. That's the, the, them's the rules for, okay. for participating. Well,
1: I'll look into a poker room last night in Las Vegas, Friday yeah, that- night.
0: Pretty, It was pretty interesting to me. Thank you very much right. for sharing.
1: That's all that matters.
0: Um, I think that's it. I yep. think that's all we have time for on this episode of Tell's Podcast. Andrew will give us an update next week on his abs, mm. ab gaining.
1: My food, lack thereof. Uh,
0: just eat. <laughs> just eat.
1: <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please click that subscribe. Leave us a review, uh, but only if it's a good one. And we love you. Maybe buy some favorable merch if you really love us.
0: Okay, let us know if you're gonna do the love challenge, and Andrew's gonna create the poker love challenge that okay. he's going to. We'll do it and list Instagram people to do. Sure,
1: F- follow me on Instagram for the poker love challenge.
0: What are they going to do? Hold hands? Hold hold You'll the, see. Hold their own hand. Be like you
1: have to hold hands at the table.
0: <laughs> Day two. Hold each other, grabbing the fellow poker player's head.
1: Exactly. It's
0: not going to go down well. Talk the about the
1: time you won a lot with Aces.
0: <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks.
1: Bye.